I'm Dom. And I'm Chris. And we got next. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of I Got Next. Um, there's a lot going on in gaming this week. Um, a, lot of, a lot of games came out. Got a lot of reviews done. I played a lot of games. Where you talk to you guys about this. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what what you been getting into this week? Well, this week, out of nostalgia, I picked up, you know, a bunch of disc games. Normally, I don't buy disc games. I like to download stuff. And actually, I'm lying. I don't have Wi-Fi right now. So, I'm just buying <laughs> this game. And um, so, I picked up Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Now, as a kid, I love those games. I'm pretty sure Dom did, too. Everybody played, oh, yeah. you know, at least a Tony Hawk game. Skate, something like that. Skating games are like a staple in the gaming community because at one point or another, everybody's at least played at least one, you know? So I picked up Tony Hawk Pro Skater Pro Skater 5, not with high expectations, just to be entertained. And when I tell you this is the worst game of 2015, I might be underestimating how bad this game is. You get stuck in walls, the graphics are terrible. The first two levels are really good, though. First two levels are pretty good, but after you play the first two levels, which are just basically smoke and mirrors, in my opinion, you see what the game is. Stupid missions that don't make any sense. All the maps are basically the same. It's just a terrible game. So if you're going to go pick up Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, don't. Just don't. That's a mistake. Yeah, and then I went out and picked up um, Blood Bowl 2 and uh, me and Chris played a little bit we played uh, two games against each other I started playing the campaign online's a little tricky uh, just to find somebody else to play with because not many people know about it um, the best experience you're going to have is playing uh, with another person preferably in the same house Yeah. Um, but it used to be a board game that they moved over to consoles, so uh, it, there is a learning curve. If you're playing against somebody that has played before, you're at a big disadvantage. Um, but when me and Chris played, we went to the store at the same time, picked it up. Uh, as soon as we put it in, we were the first two to play it at the same time, uh, and it was a lot of fun. To try to figure it out together. Uh, it's definitely something that I would only recommend playing with somebody on the couch. I haven't had too many experiences online yet. But, um... Yeah, it's a total bro game. Like, oh, yeah. Know, it's like, oh, I picked up this game, let's play it. You know, got a bunch of friends over. Got yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, but, you definitely are going to want to do it with people in the room with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you pick anything else up, man? Um, yeah, I played, uh... A new Transformers game just came out. It's Transformers Devastation. And it's probably the best Transformers game to come out ever. It's very fun. It, it's a throwback to the original Transformers. Like, you know, back in like the 80s. Like a kind our parents used to watch. It was pretty cool. And it's like a, not necessarily a hack and slash game. It, it, I want to compare it to Dynasty Warriors. But personally, I don't like Dynasty Warriors. But if I want to say it's like the same style. You know, you have a mission, you want to destroy, like, a certain boss or, you know, go to this area. You have to fight, you know, Decepticons on the way there. But you can play as Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. I think there's another one. 
Well, they don't call them movies. Hot Rod. This is the classic Transformers. And there's another one you can play as. And you fight against like Megatron, Starscream, uh, Devastator, things like that. This is like a really fun game. It's honestly a good pickup. It's worth the buy. If I had to rate it on a scale, it'd probably be a 8 out of 10. Definitely a game I, I play over and over again. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I've been doing lately is PlayStation Now. Uh, which is a subscription service, and you play uh, like PlayStation Three games. Uh, there's a couple PlayStation One and a couple PlayStation Two, um, but it's really been uh, something that I can um, play those classics on. I was playing Crazy Taxi again. Um, and a lot of games that maybe didn't get a lot of press back then. Since I can play over 100 games for $20 a month. Yeah. I just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll see how this is. Like, I played Hot Shots Golf for the first time. I actually really enjoy that game now. And I really wish they'd make another one. Yeah, it was pretty big back in the day. Um, I played this game called Super Mega Baseball. Uh, very cartoony, but it's a lot of fun. Um, it it strips, it's it strips MLB show basically. It's like a stripped down version that anybody can pick up and play. Um, really fun with the characters and the team names and things like that. Like you could tell what they kind of took from. Um, but nah, dude, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm still playing that actually. Um, but. The one thing I don't like about it is they have some games of a series, but not like the full series. And I know that's just really nitpicky, but I can play Bioshock Infinite, but I can't play Bioshock 1 or 2 on it. And I would like the whole series. Uh, they have Saints Row 3 and 4. I think they might have 2. I'm not 100% sure. But it'd be nice to be able to go a little bit further back in the series, especially for things like Saints Row, because it just kind of works in chronological order and you kind of need to play the other ones for certain missions and certain conversations to make sense. So I wish they did go back, but for $20 a month, uh, if you got a PlayStation, I highly recommend it. Uh, You get so many classics. I was playing Twisted Metal again. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the last Twisted Metal they made, the one that me and you we played on yeah. PlayStation 3. Yeah. That was, that was a fun game. Uh, Another one of those bro games, you just like pick up and play with your friends. Yeah. People in the house, you know, just chilling. Um, another thing they have on there is Dead or Alive. Uh, they only have five. Um, not a big deal. Five has the most characters and whatnot. Um, but that brings me to a, a topic that I did want to talk about uh, on this episode. Dead or Alive um, tournaments are huge. Same thing as Mortal Kombat tournaments. Um, But Dead or Alive has put a soft ban on costumes. So it's up to the tournament organizer on if they're going to allow the costumes or not. But uh, they're trying to clean up their image. Uh, They don't want it to be an overly sexual game or anything like that. Um... And like how we talked about last episode, that colors play effects into into how you play the game. Um, 
studies have shown that if uh, the average male reaction time, okay, is 250 milliseconds, so 0.25 seconds, um, if they are sexually aroused, uh, the reaction time drops, um, it can drop to a total of eight times that. So it could take somebody from the 0.25 all the way to a two second reaction time. Um, and obviously if you're, you know, a big gamer and whatnot, uh, you're not going to drop to a two second reaction time. But what they found was that it's about like a five frame difference in the reaction time. And for people that play Mortal Kombat and Dead or Alive. Frames are, frames are everything in fighting games. Yeah. You know? So uh, seconds really matter. And five frames, I mean, for the faster characters is the full punch and back to a normal stance. Yeah. Uh, so they want to get those removed, but I, I think that it's something that needs to stay dead or alive is a, it's a sexual fighting game. It makes its characters visually appealing. And if, if, if you could slow down your opponent's reaction time, with something that's in the game, okay. I don't think it's not like a character is overpowered. It's not like um, you're using um, Shang Song yeah. from Mortal Kombat Nine, where you know it's very hard to beat them, even when the computer's doing it, let alone a person. Um, everybody's pretty balanced in Dead or Alive. So, if just my costume choice can kind of change things, then, yeah, I'm going to choose the costume that I think is going to slow you down. I, I mean, with that type of thing, I can see where they're coming from. And I also see what you're saying, too. I think there should be, like, uh, a, soft, a soft band like they, like they do have. But also these costumes... Some that come with the game, <laughs> just they just don't make any sense to me. Like, I can understand, you know, a female wearing, like, you know, maybe like a bodysuit or something. Because even when you know, professional fighters now, they wear, you know, spandex. Ronda Rouse is wearing spandex in a sports bra. I can see that. But some of this other stuff, like a Mortal Kombat, inside of Dead or Alive, it's just, they're literally wearing, like, you know, just panties in a bra. And I feel like those are the ones that are questionable, in my opinion. Now, they're going to have visually appealing women. They're going to have, you know, very attractive men or whatever. But when you take this visually appealing woman out of, like, traditional, what you would think she would wear to fight in, and put her inside of, you know, a bikini to have her fight, that's where I'm like, okay, maybe this doesn't need to be in there. So I think there's a line that they can, like, draw and they can actually work out. Okay, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying because um, one of the characters of Dead or Alive, um, I do not remember the name of the female. Mm -hmm. Her normal attire is a traditional Japanese dress. Um, for Christmas, 
for Dead or Alive 5. They released her in a costume with um, perfectly placed ribbons as if she was a package. Like a present that you could unwrap um, with very little covered up. That sort of stuff, I can see a soft ban on. Yeah. Mainly because you're going to get roughly, I would say the youngest I could see as like normally tuning into things like that, 12. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe we shouldn't show that uh, in the professional tournament. But um, the other thing, because I had, I had told Chris about this and had him do a little bit of research. The other problem with this is uh, men aren't just attracted to um, the nudity, basically, or how scantily clad they are. Men can also be aroused just by hourglass figure and high heels. Yeah. Uh, which, for every fighting game it's ever, it's pretty much the in. female characters have high heels and an hourglass shape. So, even if every character was nude, you know? And I mean, again, I can accept that because they're fighters. You know, they train. They should be in very good shape. But then you put them in high heels, it's like, I can't expect, you know. Only realistic fighting game girl that I can think of off the top of my head is literally Chun-Li from Street Fighter. She has, like, boots and a dress. And yeah. that's it. And, like, it's fine. None too crazy. Yeah. All these other ones, especially Dead or Alive, because Dead or Alive, what they pride themselves on is their fighting game engine because it's so different. Oh, it's... it's the counters. First off. The movement. That engine... Is my personal favorite engine. Uh, I like playing Mortal Kombat better, just because of the classic and the character move sets fit my style better. But that engine, yeah, best. And then on top of that, they their physics. Like when you punch somebody, kind of juggle them. You can like throw people down to the ground, and they kind of bounce a little bit. Their head will hit the ground. It'll bounce. You know. And that's what they pride themselves on, these physics and their engine. But also with these physics, the women's delicates, you know, they move around too. So, like, with these costumes, it's really just, like, male fan service. A lot of them are. They even have a dead or alive beach volleyball game, which we will not get into today. Yeah. But that is, just like, total male fan service. So, like, just with the, the costumes and things, I can see why they're in the game. I can see how there's money to be made off of it. I can see... A definite, you know, fan base for it, but in the fighting like game community of like you know actual tournaments, MLG type people, you really don't want to have that that mixture because like you think about a game like Call of Duty, if they had you know a chance for you to, to run around in a bikini, guys would probably do it, but it's kind of pointless. What's the yeah. point of this, you know? doesn't make you any better at the game. It just makes you look different. Yeah. Um, I would say that I agree with you. Uh, but I also feel like if Dead or Alive, they want to clean up their public uh, viewpoint by having this soft ban in place. If you wanted to clean it up, 
would just take it out of the game. You would just honestly. put them in, in more close. That's just what it would be. Um, but I will say that uh, it's not just guys that get affected by it. Uh, female gamers who I'm not being sexist when I say this. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds of studies. Male reaction time and female reaction time. Males have a faster reaction time. For women, it's only one frame on average. So, you know, for the 60 frames a second or whatever, it's normally just one frame difference. That's not huge in the grand scheme of things, but when it comes to gaming, frames mean everything. Um, they have their reaction time dropped by um, a guy with big shoulders, ripped. Um, your stereotypical fighting game guy. Yeah, your, your stereotypical fighting game guy. Um, so I think that just because of that, that's the only reason that part of me doesn't agree with the soft ban because there's nothing we can really do about, uh, I think it's Jan Lee for Dead or Alive. Yeah, the, the Bruce Lee. The Bruce Lee character who Bruce doesn't Lee. have a shirt on in yeah. any of his stock outfits. Which would then put them at a disadvantage again. Um, one thing to note, though, if you do look at the same stimulus repeatedly... Um, you become desensitized. Yeah, you'll become desensitized. Uh, your reaction time will go back up. Uh, so obviously, if you wanted to use this strategy in a gaming tournament, you got to know how to play with either multiple characters or know if they have different outfits or something like that. My I would probably say just learn how to use maybe three or four different characters and keep switching them out. Um, but again, like with the women already having the frame and there's nothing we can really do about most of the guy characters. Most of them just don't have shirts. Uh, I think we should leave it the other way as well. Leave that opportunity to slow down the male gamers as well. Uh, just so it puts it slightly on a fair, yeah, fairer playing field. See, my whole entire thing about it is that they probably did the ban, not even with this in mind. They did it more or less just to clean up the image of like the tournaments. Because I mean, when you're playing at home, like they're alive, could be any sort of game you want it to be. And it's like when you're playing at home, it doesn't really matter between two friends. But when you know, I tune in to watch this gaming tournament and I see two scantily clad women just like wrestling and fighting with each other. That's when it takes a different turn. I'm pretty sure that's what they did it for, more or less than you know yeah. the frame difference. Cause well, I mean, yeah, this. I mean, plenty of research has gone into this, and um, once the soft ban was announced, people were trying to say, well, maybe there had to be another reason, and then that's when a lot of the research started to gain traction again. Um, but I just think that. With all of this gaining traction again, I I understand what they're doing. And if they want to clean up their image, take the costumes out of the game. Like make a Dead or Alive 6 and only do Dead or Alive 6 contests. Don't let anybody do a Dead or Alive 5 anymore. And then don't put those outfits in the game. Mm -hmm. I'm all for 
you know, Halloween costumes or Christmas costumes or whatever. But there's a way that you could do it that keeps your integrity. Yeah, it keeps your integrity. Make sure that um, just make sure that you have the opportunity to improve your image through a new game. And I mean, with these DLC things, also a lot of MLG tournaments they don't allow them. Like I know Call of Duty, they don't allow DLC guns. They, They just started allowing DLC maps. Cause you know, but guns it changes the dynamics of the game like kind of greatly and things of that nature. So they don't really have it in there. And other games, you know, probably like Dota, League of Legends. There's certain DLC things they don't allow into the game. So I can see them being like, okay, this is an MLG outfit just for tournament that they have to wear these outfits. You can use this character, but we design a specific outfit for each character in the game. That's very simple to do. They can do it quickly cost efficiently too and you know yeah everybody just gets one yeah um but you're more the fighting uh expert between the two of us um have you noticed that that really happens a lot where people do pick a character and then go to like the dlc costumes and maybe pick a female character that has um, a little bit more like has a little bit more shown showing. I've noticed that, and honestly, I've never thought about it because I've always had this thing with like female characters. I automatically assume they're faster, which in most cases they are. They're just faster than male characters, <laughs> and I don't know if that is because because when you talked to me about the first time, I know that was because they are designed faster, or also because my reaction time is slightly slower. So I perceive it as being faster as well. Because, I mean, I, I play Mortal Kombat a lot. And um, there are times I'm playing against, like, Katana. And I'm using Liu Kang. And Katana is just faster than Liu Kang. And I don't think anything of it. Or when I'm playing online, I definitely see, like, when people pick certain costumes for characters, I have this perception of them. Like, maybe they know what they're doing more than what I know what I'm doing. So, you know, you go in there and they have a Katana Remnant costume. That takes a little while to get. It means you to play with Katana. I assume they're really good with Katana. But maybe they're not. So, I mean, it's all about... It's kind of like a mind game. So, I, I accept what you're saying. I totally, like, agree with you that there probably shouldn't be a soft ban on it. But at the same time, just for, like, the integrity of the tournament. And so it's not, you know, naked mud wrestling, basically, between two women on, you know, a tournament. They can actually just, you know, change that a little bit. But no, I've never really noticed to answer that question. Never really noticed with myself, like me staring at the female character. But I can definitely see how like twelve year old me would react or yeah. younger people. Well, I mean, and also with Mortal Kombat, um, I mean they do have plenty of female characters. Um, I also feel, um, I also feel like Mortal Kombat has done it in a way where the the characters do have some sex appeal i mean they're just going to do that for the male you know male gamers yeah but they also they also make sure that they're covered for the most part um i don't think it was the newest mortal combat 
but maybe Mortal Kombat 9. I know that Melina had a costume of bandages. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. MK9. Yeah, but for the most part, they didn't have that. I mean, I, I think it might have been a costume that you could have worn. I have no clue. I am not good with Melina, <laughs> so never got to figure it out. And everybody I played against online used the top tier characters every yeah. time. So uh, I never really figured that part out. If she had that, maybe that would have been something else to look at, you know, that could slow somebody down in something. Um, but Molina was never really used in tournament play that much. So that kind of changes things. The Dead or Alive women are used a lot. A lot. I, I think there are more women in the game than there are men in Dead or Alive. I want to say there are, but I mean, I could just be wrong. I feel like there are more women like throughout the Dead or Alive series as a whole because okay, Dead, yeah. Dead or Alive 5 is the only Dead or Alive game on a Sony car- console. Like the rest no. of them. Which other one is on? I had Dead or Alive 4 and Dead or Alive 2. I had Dead or Alive 2 on my PS2. Hmm. And I had Dead or Alive 4. On the PS3, well, I I never played on PS2. Oh, I never yeah. I never getting an Xbox 360 though, and having Dead or Alive be only on the Xbox. I never Dead or Alive mostly being only on the Xbox. Yeah, and I remember like those games like playing with it, and most of the time, the female characters are like the better characters to pick. So, I I can't I don't remember too many characters like from Dead or Alive though, like specifically outside of, like the main ones, but. I definitely can picture in my head there being, like, maybe one or two more females than our guys. The guys are more or less staples. They're most of the time the same. There's always a drunken master. There's the token Bruce Lee. There's Ryu Hayabusa. Yeah. There's another ninja. And then there's, like, two military guys. I can remember them. And I can remember there's, like, normally a rotation of women. And there's, like, the the main ones. Yeah. uh, Kasumi is one that's always in it. Yeah. Um, Tina is normally in it. Um, but yeah, every time they are in some scandally clad outfits with perfectly placed items to keep it from the AO rating, which uh, it's weird that just those little placements take it from adults only to teen. And it doesn't get a mature rating. Um I think with how sexual all the characters look, you could easily see it getting a mature rating, but there's no blood. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably another thing that's keeping them from getting the mature. Um, but I also feel like it's a cop-out not giving them mature for those things. But giving... Uh, it was a game a few years ago, and it was called Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, and you played as a teenage cheerleader that was a zombie hunter. And she ran around with a chainsaw, cutting off zombies' heads. And they gave that uh, mature for blood, but they also had sexual references. But when you play the story in Dead or Alive, there's a black character named Zack that does mixed martial arts but 
when he talks to the female characters, there's a bunch of sexual references. Uh, so I feel like Dead or Alive kind of got away with it, you know, early on. They didn't have too much of it. And now it's just assumed they have the teen rating. But I, I feel like there's not much difference between that and Mortal Kombat besides blood. Mortal Kombat is like a totally different step in direction for me at least. It's like Mortal Kombat has that gritty kind of realism to it where it's like, you know, you punch somebody enough in their face, their face, and you'll start to blue up a little, blacken up. And they do have, like, over-the-top, you know, cut someone's arm off. But you're, like, sticking people with spears and spiking people. There's x-ray moves. You're breaking bones and stuff like that. That's, like, a step above for me than Dead or Alive. I can see how they can kind of be like, oh, this is not mature. Just because just because someone's scantily clad, I'd much rather see that, like, my kids see scantily clad people, than have them see someone get their face, like, ripped off. Okay, yeah. And I mean, that's my personal opinion about it. I'm not saying either one is right or one's really better than another, but it's just like, personally, if I was like, oh, my teenager's either going to play a game where it's like, you know, the human anatomy's kind of showing, which I'm assuming, like, you go on Facebook and see that. Yeah. You can go on YouTube, Twitter, whatever, and see whatever. But, you know, seeing someone getting their arms cut off is like a totally different level. Well, that's just my opinion, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you at all. Um, I just think that, uh, I think even they're saying, look, we're teetering Yeah. on it. Uh, do we deserve an M? Maybe not. Do we deserve a T? Maybe not. You know? I mean, uh, at, at that point in like the dead or alive hierarchy, does it really matter? Two, does, does it really matter? Do the ratings really matter? And that, that's a good question, too. Like, I understand it matters for, like, if you're buying a game, if you're, like, 12 or if you're 16. Because there are certain games. There's a game that came out last year. It was called Rage. And it was, it's, it's like Rage or Rage 2 or something like that. And it was the most controversial game of all time. Oh, yes. No, 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 no. It wasn't called Rage. It, wasn't it called was called, Rage. uh... Oh, man, give me a second. Just keep talking. Yeah, but the guy basically goes around just killing off people. He's mad at the world, and it was on Steam for a while, but they took it down. It got back up. It gets back up now? Yep. Okay. They put it back up two weeks later because they couldn't legally take it down. Oh, like a freedom of speech type thing? Yeah, it's a freedom of, of uh, creative... Oh, Creative God. freedoms or something? Yeah. But oh, yeah. dude, that game... But yeah, basically, the, this is basically like... I wanna, oh, I wanna, what's it called? It's like murder porn. It's like, you know, the guy's upset in the game. He goes around just killing innocent people. Manhunt is the same way. You, like, burn down. But Manhunt at least had, like, a story to it. <laughs> Manhunt was like you were thrown into, you know, this situation, and you were trying to survive. This game yeah. is like this guy walks out of his house with an AK, and you're just, like, shooting people. Yeah, And anybody. you go as long as you can. That's pretty much, like, the gist of the game. Like, that... Should definitely get an adult only, like, you know. The AO, yeah. Yeah, strictly. But when it's like Dead or Alive or, you know, Mortal Kombat, parents know what they're buying their kids. At least they should know. Yeah. That's they the biggest should. thing. I mean, nowadays, most parents don't really care. But at least if they know what they're not caring about, then it, like, kind of justifies it, in my opinion. Because there are games my mom wouldn't buy me when I was a kid. And I respect that, you know? 
And I'm going to be games and stuff. I'm not going to buy for my kids. I feel like they're not ready for it. But eventually, it's not going to really matter, like, what the rating is. Because, like, when you look at the box, you look what's inside the game. You watch them play it. It's like, okay, I don't want you playing this. See, I would like to see... Um, and maybe we'll bring this up on the next episode again. Uh, I'd like to see the sales numbers for each uh, rating. Like how many e-games were bought. T, M. I don't even know how many AO games there are, but I'd like to see how many are sold. Like actual AO games that are like, actual games kind of like Rage where it's like, you know, it's still kind of gamey because there are AO games I've heard of where it's just like basically like a dating game where you get to go and like have sex with people. Like there are those type of simulation type things where it's like, yeah, they're AO and they're supposed to be technically games, but I don't consider them games in my opinion. I consider them just like porn. I would, I wouldn't do those. I would want it to be, um, Steam. Steam will be the place Steam probably sales. to find it. Okay. But. Uh, no dating simulators, no, uh, for the most part, probably no Japanese games, just because they can get away with a lot more, uh, and get a mature rating. Yeah. And that'll kind of mess things up. Um, I mean, I, I like to see that too. I like to see how it changes over the years too, because I feel like. Now, a lot of the games that are being bought are more marketed to more mature crowds. I don't see the PlayStation 4 as, like, a family-friendly console. I see it more as, like, a dad owning a PlayStation 4 or, like, a college guy owning a PlayStation 4 or a college girl. Like, an older teenager, not, like, you know, two 12-year-old brothers. But when I see a PlayStation 1, you think of a lot of the games that were marketed for PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2. Jack and Daxter, Crash Bandicoot. PlayStation 4, there's not a lot of games like that. I mean, there's like Skylanders, Disney Infinity, but those aren't the main ones. It's like Destiny. It's Call of Duty. It's a much more mature, like, feel to the system itself. Xbox has always been like that. It's always been like, you know, Gears of War, Halo, and it Wii's just like, you know, it's a family-friendly console. It's like Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Maker... Just Mario and put a Mar- word after it. Mar- <laughs> Mario <laughs> Pizza. Like you can just it's gonna, it's gonna be a game in like three years, I promise. Like I it's going to happen. Mario Pizza. Like Mario Pizza Maker. You like, heard it here first, people. Mario Pizza Maker, <laughs> copyright. We got this shit, alright? Like just looking over, we have a um Wii U uh here at the house. Just looking over at the games that I have, uh, I've already sold Super Smash Bros, but you could call that Mario Super Smash Bros, and nobody would trip. Nobody would. Mario's like the most used character, and then Link, and then Fox, and everybody else that like starred in the games. Yeah. Um, but looking over, I have Mario Kart, Mario All-Stars, uh, we used to have Super Mario Land... Everything has Mario's name on it. Yeah. Uh, and not that that's a bad thing, but I also think 
once you get to a point of we've oversaturated the market with Mario, it's everybody's favorite character to a point. I, I love playing Mario games to a point. After yeah. a while, it gets very aggravating. I want to see a new character. I don't want Mario, Peach, Luigi, Bowser, Toad. I don't want any of them. But at the same time, I'm going to get tired of only playing as Zelda or only playing as Samus. Like, they have such a limited lineup of games that they just keep putting out a sequel or we'll start a new line over here and this will be a new timeline. And I, I can see what you're saying. And I, it makes me kind of question. I've thought about this before. What's the future of gaming? Like, what's what do you think the future of gaming is? Because I... I see Mario, right? He saved Peach so many times. But what if they released a Nintendo game where it was Mario Peach's son? Wouldn't that sell? I would think that would sell. I would want to play it. I would be interested in that. And you know I feel what? Like that type of thing. I'm, I'm going to break some stuff down to you real fast. Uh, this is all courtesy of the Game Theorist on YouTube. I want to cite my source ahead of time. Before I get into this, um, Mario and Peach are not a couple. Um, the way that Americans have viewed that is completely backwards. Um, Rosalina. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a newer character. She was introduced into like the Super Mario Galaxy games. Uh, then she's been in a couple other games. Well, everybody thought that that's Mario and Peach's daughter. Uh, which would make sense for the way that most of the world looks at um, the Mario franchise. But if you remember those uh, gene charts we did in like high school. You'd be like, oh, the baby have blue eyes with these two parents. Um, based off of that chart. Rosalina is definitely Peach's daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you play the Super uh, Mario Galaxy games and it talks about Ro Rosalina's backstory, uh, they show her mother uh, having blonde hair in a pink dress with the same earrings in. So it, it, it leads you directly to Peach. But looking at the rest and doing the gene chart with Mario and the other male characters of the game uh, Mario is the second most likely person to be uh, with Peach but he loses by about 15% to Luigi and if you collect every star as Mario and you collect every star as Luigi in Super Mario Galaxy at the end of the game there's a picture of Luigi and Rosalina and every time that she describes her father, all she says is a big mustache. So it leaves both of them as the possible candidates. And then if you look at some of the original Mario games, mm -hmm. Peach, every time he sees her and rescues her, she gives him cake. Like, here's a piece of cake. Thank you for saving me. Daisy and him actually had like hearts coming up. A kiss was shared. Like, that was the actual love interest of Mario. 
Uh, so I would love to see a game with Luigi and Peach's daughter or son. Well, they already have a daughter. Well, yeah, they have a daughter. Mario and Daisy's and Daisy son. Need one. I would say the next generation. Of yeah. Like, of like you know platforming characters. Yeah. Because you know you you can only sell Mario so many different ways, like you said, and like it is essentially the same game. Mario's trying to save the Mushroom Kingdom from something, probably Bowser and his guys. But, you know, I know you, that, that look he just gave. This dude just gave this look. He's probably about to hit another game theory. Too. I really am, man. Okay. They're trying to save the Mushroom Kingdom from some evil entity. Not going to name any right now. But what if it was his son? What if it's the next generation? What if they're trying to save... What if they're trying to save, you know, Mario from Donkey Kong because he captures Mario this time. And you're playing with his son and he's like trying to live up to his dad's, you know, lifestyle. His dad is like this hero. I don't know if Mario's even really considered a hero in the Mushroom Kingdom. There's no like, there's really no detail into the Mushroom Kingdom. You just see like Peach, Mario, Luigi. You <laughs> see... Dom's over here going crazy. If you guys can see him, he's just like, oh my gosh. Like, I have so uh, much to tell you. Yeah. And I'll, I will uh, save it, tell you afterwards, blow your mind, and have you be <laughs> like, why did I ever play? And what what do I think about this, this game? Uh, if you guys want to know what I'm going to tell him, be sure to go to YouTube. Uh, the Game Theorist, he has a lot of theories about uh, Nintendo games. Uh, but it's not just, what if this was true? He goes through, he does his research. He makes sure that what he says makes sense. Um, he's also done a lot with uh, Borderlands. He's done a lot with Assassin's Creed. He's done a lot with um, Call of Duty, uh, Mad Max. Just a lot of different things. Um, I found him not too long ago, and I'm hooked. I love the YouTube channel. Um we're obviously not getting paid sponsorship or anything like that. Go yeah. check out the game theorist. Yeah, I've been checking out his videos. He's telling me about some of them. And I've been looking them, looking them up, like watching them. He's very intuitive. He does his research. Very good channel. So shout out to the game theorist. Yeah, uh, and if the game theorist ever wants to be on, I got next. <laughs> Trust me, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and and let this you know die down. Um, 2K has some hidden hidden secrets that have recently been discovered. Um, I didn't find them personally. Uh, you told me that you had seen them on YouTube. We checked to see if I had any. I don't right now. I'm going to check back later. Um, so you understand more about it. So yeah. I'll let you go ahead and explain it to everybody. So they, in my team... You collect the cards, and that's how you get new players for the game. And as a community, we just like this card-based, like, trading, you know, auction house system like Mutt has and Tuka has. We're always looking for something new to have. And I feel like they've added something really cool. <coughs> they added in these runes. So these runes are hidden symbols on the cards. So when you get a new card, it could be bronze, gold, amphius, you know, silver. Only on player cards. You get one, you can look at it and rotate it. And you can rotate it slowly to each side, each angle. And sometimes these hidden images will appear, little symbols. 
And when you collect five of them, it opens up a new screen that allows you to go into what they're calling on 2K, the 2K community is named it, the black market. Now in the black market, you can buy items that you can't normally buy. There are diamond contracts, which are like the highest level contracts you can get. And they are a limited contract for a player. So when you're playing in my team, every time you use a player in an actual game, you lose one of their contracts. So you normally start off with five. And once you get to zero... Fifteen. Fifteen? That's uh, for that's for bronze. <coughs> yeah, bronze is... Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 15 for bronze. It's like eight or ten, 10 for, for... Yeah, it goes by fives. Yeah, it's ten for silvers. And it's like five for gold or above. But... Diamond contracts allow you to add one of the diamond contracts to a player, and it's unlimited. So you can use that player as many times as you want without having to add more contracts to them, without having to worry about them. There are diamond shoes, which in the game, shoes add attribute boosts. So let's say the one shoe is the Nike Kobe 5s that uh, add 5 points to your 3-point rating. Then adding the diamond shoe, that diamond shoe to your player, it's a permanent 5-point boost. It'll always have the extra five points, no matter how many times you use the player. They also have balls, like basketballs, different, like there's a zebra ball, there's like a gold one, a specialty gold one. Just rare basketballs you can't earn just by pulling packs. And then finally, they have actual packs that aren't inside the game yet. And right now, the biggest thing is the rookie of the year packs. So you can unlock rookie of the year cards that aren't inside the game yet. Which include, you know, Blake Griffin, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. There are a lot of players that are available through that. But just by adding these rooms, it added a whole new dynamic to the game itself. I mean, you think that the bronze players are kind of useless after you get out the first seeds. And you don't really want them. But the rooms can be on any single card player cards so you want to keep those bronze players and they rotate hourly so if you haven't found any runes they rotate everybody's cards are different maybe i'll have one on this card and we have me and don the same card and uh i'll have a rune and he won't so it just added a whole new dynamic to the whole entire system and it makes cards kind of more valuable and useful because by me pulling out this card getting this rune i can effectively gain something that's like very valuable like a diamond contract a rookie of the year player something that i might want extremely bad which i think is like really cool i i hope that maybe mutt does something like this too i always say 2k should copy mutt but maybe this one time maybe mutt could copy 2k about this um i think they could i like what they have done with like the mystery boxes mm-hmm. um, and for those who don't know the mystery boxes um, it is normally done at the beginning of the year sometime in the middle sometime right before the next one comes out but they'll have you know maybe you can get 10,000 contracts or maybe you can get a flashback player that's only available through mystery box maybe you get um three elite players or something you know Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that can possibly be in the mystery box you gotta pull packs you gotta find them 
But the reason I like the mystery box idea is, let's say I have three mystery boxes on the same day. And normally the mystery box is open uh, every day. There'll be some for an entire week and you can get one for every day if you wanted or however you wanted to do it. But let's say I got three for the same day. I could take the chance of selling one and uh, getting coin for it. That way, let's say you're going to look at it and be like, ooh, this could be LaDainian Tomlinson. So a lot of people purchase them at a, it, it, it raises the rate of those cards and it's just for a week. So if you don't have the coin for it that week, you got what you got. Yeah. Um, but I just like that little bit of gambling feel. Yeah. Of is this going to be the Damian Tomlinson? Is this going to be contracts? Do I sell it? Do I keep it? What? What do I do? The only thing I don't like really like about the mystery box per se, unlike last year was the gifts. That was the big thing. Wasn't it gifts last year? Yeah, it was gifts for Christmas. Is the gifts? Is that? There is a chance in every single one of these like card based, you know, sports game game modes that nobody gets the thing, like the big thing. Like, you know, you pull these rookie of the year packs and maybe the best card in rookie of the year pack is maybe a rookie of the year. I don't know if you won it. Michael Jordan, I don't know if you won rookie of the year or not. I think he did. I think he did. I don't is it, know. Is it him, him or Hakeem? Yeah. But, like, you know, there's a chance that nobody pulls them out of the packs. Now, the chance is very small because so many people are doing it, but there's a chance. So, with these mystery boxes, there's a chance that, you know, the three elite player bundle or that specialty player may not get pulled at all. Or it'd be so little of them that their, you know, their price is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, no, like, uh, it... It is definitely something to, like, be scary about. Or not be scary about, but just have it in the back of your mind. Have it in the back of your mind. You may not get it. Because uh, if you go into those sort of things, like, I'm going to get what I want. You're not. You're yeah. really not. Your chances are low. You're playing the lottery, kind of. Um, but... I also never end up with the worst thing. Um, but, uh, I think that they could do it a little bit better. Maybe say ahead of time, you know, we're going to have a thousand Hakeem's available or with the mystery box. I guess it'd be easier to do it with the mystery boxes. You don't know how many times people are going to be able to get into that black market when it comes to 2k. Yeah. But like with the mystery box, we'll have a thousand LaDainian Tomlinson. Well, I feel like they should, like, announce what the worst thing you can get and what the best thing is. They don't have to say what day it comes out of. They don't have to say, like... Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say what day. Like, you know the best possible thing you can get. So then that gives it a little more incentive because, you know, they can also... You can get a mystery box. You can have a whole entire week of mystery boxes. I can have every single one of them. And the best thing I can get is, like, 500 coins. That's the only thing. Like, that could be if, you know... I think that could happen. I'm not saying that it will. I'm not saying they would do that. Yeah. But it could happen. And it, you know, I could sell all seven of my mystery boxes for, you know, a thousand, a hundred thousand coins each. 
and I made so much, and people only getting $500 a box. So, you know, it's one of those things where, like, oh, this is the worst you can get, and this is the best. So, it kind of allows you to price and, like, gauge. Because, I mean, when you're playing a lottery, you know, like, the best you can get is probably, like, you know, this certain amount of money, and the worst you can get is nothing. Yeah. So, then you can judge it off of that. Without any knowledge outside of that, it makes me not, you know, want to play the lottery. They didn't tell you what's the best you can get. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that. Not really knowing what the bottom of the barrel is. Or the top is. Well, with Madden, you can go, once you start to get the boxes, you can run over to the sets and start to see what's available to you. Oh, okay. You could be like, oh, I can get LT, or I could get Bo Jackson, or uh, I think they had uh, Brian Finneran in on it so you didn't have to do his legendary collection they just gave you the card if you got his mystery box um but it doesn't say you're gonna get a pro pack uh which a pro pack is one gold or better card everything else for the most part bronze you might get two silver players but for a game like madden if the card isn't red nobody cares it's just how it is it's a sad fact, but if it's not a red card, nobody wants it. Uh, some people put more value on it because they want to use those uh, specialty gold players. Um, in my opinion, they're stupid. Uh, I use the best available players that I can get uh, my hands on. Um, I don't even have... You know, like all 99s or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm getting there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm working my way up and making sure that I'm even on both sides and then try to bring them up together to the 99s. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this uh, fourth episode of I Got Next. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I got a break. A bunch of news to Chris about this Mario franchise from mm-hmm. the game theorist. Uh, just some things to kind of wrap wrap your head around. I love uh, these theories. I'm glad I get to talk about them again as soon as we get out, out of here. Um, we could have uh, some guests for the next few weeks. Um, might have a couple comedians stop by. Uh, but we also just want to talk with gamers. Uh, you don't gotta be a rapper, comedian. Uh, you don't have to even be the best gamer for your game, yeah. You, know? you we just we just want to talk with people that love games, get your opinions on some of these things, and it just adds that extra voice. Yeah. Um, besides just me and Chris. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, we'll probably have some guests. Might have a few surprises. Um, we've reached out to a couple people um, that are kind of long shots at the moment. <laughs> but if it happens, we will be, oh man, full of delight. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Dom. And I'm Chris. And we, we got, got next. next.